Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. out of the three on uh, qualifying for a mortgage and was breaking things down. We talked about credit. We did a podcast on that. We did it also on one on income. But now the third one is the funds to close. What does it cost to buy a home? What, what, what kind of money do you need? And I thought we'd cover that topic today. And it's a great topic, actually. We're going to break things down a little bit. You know, the loans that we have available, you have obviously going to be repetitive here, FHA, VA, conventional, and you have like USDA, and, and you have like non-QM loans, which are going to get into that a little bit, non-qualified mortgage home loans. But let's go through the down payment. Obviously, if you're going for an FHA loan, you need 3.5% down. If you're doing a VA loan, and you're eligible and you have the eligibility and served in the service and have your DD-214, you go with 0% down. On a conventional, if you're a first-time home buyer, you can go with as little as 3% down. Then, of course, you have closing costs. We'll do the non-QM in a little bit, but I'm going to break it down a little bit. So there you are, you're renting and, and you want to buy a home. And then what's it going to take? Where, where's the money coming from? Well, hopefully you have it in your savings. You know, the one place you can get is your checking account, your savings. You also have what they, you know, your 401k. They do allow you, and you want to check with the administrator on getting the funds out of your 401k. You know, you'll pay the taxes on it, but you should be able to avoid the penalty when purchasing a home. So you want to go through to make sure there's no other things that need to know about and there's no complications. But yes, on a 401k. You know, the other thing that I, I, I've talked about and going to touch about more is down payment assistance. You don't have any money. You're wanting to buy a home and uh, you want to get a down payment assistance. You don't have any money in your 401k. You don't have any savings. You don't have a checking account. You have no family. No one can gift you any money because you can do a gift from a family member. Uh, you don't have anything. You're kind of like just moving along. Well, they do have the down payment assistance. And so, again, I'm just talking about the community I'm in. They have like what they call bond money. Now, I personally don't have access to it. The big banks do. But I do have access to what they call the CDC. So, like, I'm in Pinellas County, and, uh, you know, we have all these different cities. And there's available, like, fifteen to 20000 in Clearwater and Largo. So, there is a CDC that does provide down payment assistance. They don't require... They don't require any payments. You've got to meet certain rules and regulations, owner-occupied, can't do certain things. But a great way to get a home if you don't have any money where they can help with the down payment and the closing costs. It is a second lien. It's a lien behind our first mortgage. 
but no requirements. And I do believe after so many years, it goes away. So that's if you have that uh, opportunity. Sometimes the rate can be a little bit higher on the first mortgage. And there are some strict restrictions in qualifying for the down payment assistance. That could be income credit, uh, things of that nature. That's like talking about the CDC. I'm not so apt about the bond money because I don't have access to it. But you do have all these channels, you know, and, and a great opportunity to see about buying a home. And, you know, when you really look at it, what, if you're renting and you have to move into a, another rental, what is it costing you with a first, last, and deposit? You know, for example, if you're paying $1,500 a month in rent, well, you got to give $4,500. Well, believe it or not, you could get a, uh, an FHA, $150,000 home. It's $5,250 down. And where the closing costs can be negotiated by the seller, the lender, realtor, everyone can help out to cover that for you legally and, and get that done. So you do have opportunities. And if it's time to look in buying a home, there's some things going on. I was talking to a, a realtor today, as a matter of fact. They're paying $1,500 a month in rent. You know, they had bad things happen in the past, which a lot of people have had happen. But now their credit is fine where they can buy. So they're paying $1,500 a month. You know, she had come to me and tell me about buying this super expensive home. And I said, well, you had these things happen. Why don't we look at maybe going smaller? So they're looking at $140,000 home and looking at it this evening. Well, you know, if the seller can pay the closing cost and she can go ahead and purchase this home at $140,000, she just has a down payment of $4,900 and she has the funds for that. So again, her mortgage payment would be about $1,000, $500 a month savings. And that doesn't include writing off the interest or the property taxes annually to get a bigger credit from the government. So there's really a lot of benefits. And when you talk about funds to close, you have all these different avenues. Again, repeating myself a little bit, FHA is 3.5% down. The seller can pay up to 6% of closing costs, which usually more than covers all of that. So really, you're looking at 3.5% down based upon the purchase price for the VA eligible buyer. You know, you have the zero down. You have the closing costs. But if it can be negotiated, the seller can pay the closing costs. The lender can give some lender credit. All kinds of opportunities where maybe where they would give a $1,000 deposit at closing, they're getting their $1,000 back. Now, what happens if that veteran were to go ahead and rent? Well, first, last, deposit. So they have the opportunity to get into a home for zero down, negotiate the seller to pay closing costs and lender credits with a combination of whatever can work. And they give a deposit for $1,000 and they get their $1,000 back. That's not too bad. So please open up and, and really think about that. That's, that's a great opportunity. And then really what you have to compare is what is the mortgage payment compared to what you're paying for rent? So I, I think those are big factors. So when we talk about those funds to close, it's definitely a workable situation. It seems like the, the generation that we have today thinks that you must have 20% down. You must put a lot of money down. Well, it's, no, you don't have to. So really going to that conventional loan, you can put down 3% and the seller can pay up to 3% of the closing costs, not to 6% on FHA. So in the 3%, 
depending on the purchase price, it may not cover it all. But 3% down and what's left over, you're probably not too far off from a first, last, and deposit. I mean, maybe a few, maybe a little bit higher than that, but then you're owning a home. You're renting, they can evict you and be gone. They can tell you, forget it, move after your lease is up. You own your own home, you're there. You have a 30 year, you're in for 30 years. So that is what the wonderful thing about it. When you're looking at moving from one place to the other, then when we go over to VA, we talked about conventional and FHA. Now, non-QM loans are people that may have had a, a bankruptcy that haven't met the, the time frame, the foreclosure, a short sale, or things on the credit, the scores. We might have to go to what they call a non-QM loan. But that's not a lower down payment. Those will require, you know, a minimum of 10, 15, 20% down. And again, it can be gifted, those funds, and uh, of your own money or of your 401k. So it's always got to be paper trailed. And that's really the main thing you need to know. You can't really say, listen, I got my money. Well, where do you have it? Well, I have it under my mattress. Well, that's not going to work. When you talk about your funds to close, it's got to be seasoned. It's got to be sitting in your account for the last couple of months. It just can't be a big deposit. So if you got a big deposit, stick it in there and let it sit for a couple of months so that when we ask for the last couple of months bank statements, we're not seeing any large deposits. It's seasoned. It's been there for that amount of time. Then you're buying a home. You really don't have the, the funds. You qualify. You got the credit, but you just don't have the down payment and part of the closing cost. Well, a family member can gift you the money. But please don't have them gifted to you before you take the loan app. When you have a loan app in process, what we do is we get the gift letter filled out. We have to show proof that the parents, family member, have the funds to give by looking at their bank statement. We have to show that money coming out of their account and going into your account and copy the wire, copy the check. So we paper trail everything. We just can't show a lump sum of money and say, yeah, I got it from my family. You know, we're going to verify. We're going to look at it. We want to know that we didn't get it on a credit card. We didn't go out and borrow the money, that we truly do have a gift, a gift of funds from a family member. You know, you may also from your work, if you're, you know, on 1099 or commission with them and things of that nature, maybe you're getting a bonus from them. That can go as well. So those are the things that you have that you can really work on. So really, a great opportunity to look into buying a home and having access to certain funds, a gift from a family member, your 401k, checking savings. You have all that or pursuing in your area that you're purchasing in the state of Florida, what down payment assistance they have available. And that is another. But again, I always like to go back. When I am pre-qualifying someone they're going to buy a home. I always ask them, what's your rent? Well, my rent is, you know, so much. I said, is that where you feel comfortable at? And they'll go, yeah, that's really where I want to be. Well, I match that mortgage payment, rent payment to the price of the home with what they have. And that's how we get that to find out what really they do. I never try to go, uh, and I, I'm not trying to go back to an earlier podcast about qualifying but I never say, hey, wow, you can qualify for this price. Now, we did all that back in the, a decade ago, and it didn't work out too well. So really, we just try to get people to feel comfortable with their payments. Now, we're talking about all this owner-occupied. 
So then we got to go down to really like a second home. You're out of state. You're buying a place down here. Well, on a second home, you can get 10% down. Certain portions got to be your own fund. A portion could be gift. Uh, but when you get to a second home, you're going to be looking at about 10% down. Seller can pay on a conventional loan up to 3%. Now, if they put 20% down on a conventional loan, the seller can pay up to 6%. So that's pretty cool. And uh, on, a, on, a, on a conventional loan, 10% minimum on a second home, and that can be part gift or money, the 401k gift. Uh, you're not going to get a down payment assistance because it's not owner-occupied. you got to have some money. And again, uh, it's not a bad way to go. Now, when you get into an investment home and you're somewhere out here globally and you're coming in to Florida to buy a, an investment, what does defining investment mean? That's mean when you're sticking a one-year rental agreement on there. So you're going to rent it out for a full year. That's, that's an investment property that affects your interest rate, and it's going to be a minimum of 20% down. And that cannot have any gift funds whatsoever. That's got to be your own money. And you have to have reserves. And you have to have enough. And on an investment property, when you put 20% down, the maximum the seller can contribute, if you get that negotiated into your deal, is a maximum of 2% of the purchase price. Just 2%. So that's a little something, not a lot, but it's something that could help if you can negotiate that. And again, you can't have any gift of funds on investment property, so they're not doing it. And so you need to really have that, uh, have your own money and be prepared for it. So you know you got to have that 20% down. You're coming to Florida and you're buying a one-year rental. Now, a second home, you may say, well, you know, we plan on really coming down a couple of times a year. We want to we enjoy it. We want to enjoy the facilities. We want to enjoy the home. But, you know, we're going to probably do a little seasonal here and there. That can be defined as a second home. And again, you're back to the 90% but you cannot do an annual lease. And, and you really have to adhere to the rules and regulations because it says on that last page of the residential loan app, fine or imprisonment of a million dollars or 10 years in prison. So if your intention is to have it as a second home, do seasonal rental, that's fine. Uh, but if you're going to do a rental and you plan on sticking a, a lease in there, in there for a full year, then you do it as an investment property with no intentions of a, being down there to enjoy it with your family or anything like that. So I hope this has been helpful a little bit. You know, my website is www.ddamortgage.com. I have all kinds of videos if you go to the videos. I have my podcasts on there as well and just some information. So really gives you some opportunities to look. And it's got a calculator on there so you can figure out payments. But I thought on your funds to close, that'd be an important topic. And the third part of pre-qualifying for a loan is that money. So if you're looking at buying and, and, and you have all this kind of money, stick it, and you don't have it in your bank account, well, you want to start putting it in there, however you need to do it, and get it in there and let it sit you know, for two months. Because when we take a loan application, we're going to ask for the last two months. So if we look two months back and we see this major deposit, we're going to ask where flag, and it can't be from under the mattress or anything like that. So my recommendation is before you start buying and what you have going on, get the money in there. Get it going now and let it sit there for a while so you don't have an issue and that you're set to go. And on like the non-QM loans, again, those are people that fall out of the box of all the things we just discussed, conventional, FHA, things of that nature. Yeah, I did miss one I want to share. is the USDA. That's in like rural area. And you just go to the USDA website. You plug in the address of the property 
and that's for an owner-occupied. You get in there, it's like 100% financing, and uh, seller can pay closing costs. So it's another tool so that in terms of funds to close, you can really get things covered under the USDA. But again, it's in a rural area. You're not going to find in a major city. And you just simply go to the USDA website, look it up, and then put the property address. And it'll tell you whether it's in that uh, map and it's in that section where it does apply. So again, I hope I've been helpful to you. And again, you can, and on my website, it has my email address. And if you just want to email me and ask me questions, please feel free. Uh, it's just a learning process. You know, people, when we're talking about mortgages, and my series continues to go on. You're going to learn about so much. It's great just to driving and you want to listen to what I have. It gives you ideas. I don't know where you're at. You could be somewhere in, in the country and you want to buy a second home. Well, you, you learned a lot. You learned about the funds, which was the topic, but certain loan to values as well. If you're buying an investment property, it, it, again, great information. So we're just here to educate you, show you everything we can and teach you and make you well-prepared. Uh, Florida is a great state. We are booming. Uh, I just can't believe all the construction and everything going on. It's just absolutely insane. Every time I drive, everything is just being built, built, and built. So great opportunity to get into Florida and purchase a home, whether it be your, your owner-occupied primary, your second home, or your first investment. Whether you live in Florida or you are outside of Florida, Great opportunity. And again, we will look over what makes sense between what the mortgage payment is and what the rent would be. Uh, whether you're going to move in there as an owner-occupied, have as a rental, or as a second home, just finding out the payments that's affordable. So Didier, Buying Florida, glad you tuned in today. Hope I've been in, hopefully very informative and uh, just keep on bringing them out to you and educating you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.